Liberty in America is under assault. We no longer live in a reality that includes property rights. We're no longer the kings of our own castle. We no longer enjoy the true benefits of capitalism. Instead, we're negotiating our rights with our own government. This isn't how our country was founded. These aren't the ideas of our founders. It's time to seize back our country. This is the Liberty Hour, where these important issues will be discussed for the sake of America's future. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Constitution in the other, here's your host, Sean Thompson. Gonsville. You know, I really disgusted. Like a dog. We lost the German Shepherd, though, brother. Do you know that? Yeah. The dogs chased him in. You know, he brought his three kids. What yeah. kind of a scumbag takes gonna, his three kids? I'm going to detonate myself and everyone who I am. We lost Mittens. I hope the dog's name was Mittens. I don't know for sure. But the idea that he was chased you to his are, death. You um, are a child. The, the idea that he was chased to his death by a dog named Mittens, that could only make the story better. Very sad, though, about the dog. And then uh, the communists took a big hit again. So ISIS took a big hit with uh, Abu Al-Asher, whatever. And uh, the communists took a big hit with Conyers. So, yeah. A lot of, a lot of, the waiting room in hell is jam-packed, busy. Reception is packed. Yeah, John Conyers, uh, former, was it Michigan? Oh, I uh, know. Congressman? You know, I wanted to get that out before he's, he's, he's canonized. Because you realize he's this. 90-something, I think. 90 so. years old. Do you yeah. realize the scandals with his entire family in Detroit? You know, he's related to the mayor that was involved in the big scandal, too, about that... Uh, I think it, it was the movie uh, White Boy Rick. You remember that? I, I did not see the movie, but I yeah, noticed it. I didn't yeah. see the movie. I read the book. But anyway, same thing. He, you know, he had one of those lineage corrupt families in Detroit, and all of a sudden he died, and he'll be, he was a, a leader, leader among men. He was a race leader. And we'll forget about all the fact that he, he left uh, Congress with, I think, what was it, accusations of, it had, was well over five women. He paid the one right out of his campaign coffers for 27000 Yeah, yeah build the city. Everybody's fine with that. Yeah, so he's gone. But a big day on the news. And what I loved about it, what Trump, the beauty of Trump. First of all, this is the one area I've totally agreed with him. I think his foreign policy is great. I love every aspect of it. I've taken a lot of heat, especially from the neocons. But what I love about him is he turned every one of these fraudulent, Democrat shill hosts on these Sunday shows into Dick Cheney. It was like listening to Dick Cheney, the Sunday show host, just change their faces. And by the way, you don't have to make many changes. Change their faces. And they all sounded like Dick Cheney with the presence in the Middle East. Because they couldn't allow for anybody to say, this is a great day for America, without then saying Yes, but do you think he's right for withdrawing troops from Syria? And then moving them, you know, to, to which I can agree to is a bad move when you increase Saudi Arabian protection with Americans. Well, and here's why, why picking your battles is important for those folks, right? You go back to 2009 or so, right, when Barack Obama just entered office, and he said, in August 2011, we are getting out of Iraq. And that was a really stupid thing to do because we had, I think, 230,000 guys there at that point. We had a ton of military equipment, which most of it we left and ISIS used. Yeah. Um, but we, we, just, we just arbitrarily said that. 
this was such a small amount of troops, and we're doing so little good for ourselves in that spot that this is sort of a no-brainer, right? But now they got to flip and they go, oh, well, we can't use the same argument we used then when it made no sense. Now we got to flip it and use the other side of the argument when it makes no sense. So I got to tell you, I wake up today, and you know, you and I have talked about this personally. My my hardworking unions. She was a, a union daughter. You know, grew up with unions all around her. My wife. She, her, and her friends. I am amazed what Trump supporters they are. Amazed because they fit that category. That every time I watch the news and every time I watch a Sunday show, those women are supposed to hate Trump. So I'm fascinated at the at the detachment of what the media says and the reality. And we're talking; these are Illinois born, bred women, yeah, all union family, hardworking. None of them are are, are, are trust fund. They're old school Democrats. Yeah. And I've been watching this, and this is why I've had this perspective. It is amazing how how they they really are are praising and proud of this guy. And I am telling you, Macbeth. The more they continue to have these Sunday shows where they refuse to give the guy any kind of credit. Listen, I could do this all day long. I think he's got great foreign policy. Today was an achievement that the military succeeded. But I do believe at the direction of Trump, I do not think this would have gone down had it been uh, Hillary Clinton had won. I think that there would have been another scandal-ridden Middle East position there i think it's better for the country that trump's foreign policy is in place over hillary clinton's yeah but i'm going to tell you just give him the credit he's due because what you do when you when you try to take it away on these days this is this just happened this morning what you do when you try to just slam constantly aggressively persecute this guy is you are making his his supporters not think about these positions. You're making them react, and that is going to backfire to the point where after today, it's going to be really, really hard to, to knock him down. Because if you remember, Obama, after bin Laden was, was, was gone, he had six, seven points in the polls. Yeah. And at that time, he was very unliked. And, and you know this was a big day for him, and I understand they're trying to go after him, but I think they're going to make it worse. Well, you see that bear out already, right? Because when he first got into office, the line was, oh, he hates women and women hate him. And he's anti you know, and he's going to set women back. And, and they just, they drove women to him. They drove blue collar women to Trump. That's exactly Now they're right. seeing that you're seeing that bear out in the polls. So they went, oh, he's racist, 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 racist. You haven't heard anything about Trump hating women lately. And then in a country where we've been, we've been in this conflict in the Middle East, that's, that's nuanced and complex. It's exhausting for the citizen to keep hearing time and time again of the military expenses and the death toll and the fact that we are still turning out how many soldiers per day kill themselves and all of these kids that we've sent there and the ramifications of this conflict that seems to never end. And then to hear these pencil neck geeks like Adam Schiff on the Sunday show today come out and talk about how we need to be there and we need to, as a coward that he is, I am telling you, Trump's foreign policy is going to bring him massive support if the Democrats adopt the Dick Cheney, George Bush foreign policy, which they have up until before the show started. And I think they're going to continue to do it all the way through the election. It reminds you a little of like when Donald Duck and uh, or, or, uh, Daffy Duck rather and uh, Bugs Bunny were arguing over which season it was. It's rabbit season, duck season, rabbit season, duck <laughs> 
Bugs Bunny would, would just sort of switch it up on him, and then Daffy Duck was like, no, it's duck season. That's exactly what we're watching, brother. These are all of the Sunday shows that during the Bush years would constantly browbeat, constantly browbeat anybody from the Bush administration. When are you going to get out? When are you going to change direction? When are you going to change strategy? Now, here we are, 10 years later, a decade and more, and they sound exactly like the guys they hated. And it is, it is, the people are picking up on it. And you know something? It's, it's, it's a shame because there are other things that should be focused on that should be a bipartisan agreement to make the country better. And what happens during the, these climates, the trenches get deeper and the country gets, unfortunately, weaker. And that's just the way it is when we stop talking about the problems we all are experiencing with the massive amounts of debt, the phony economic bubble. We're all going to pay for this if we can't figure out how to communicate with each other. And I just think in these times when the alternative is between a socialist party and the Democrats have become and a neocon Republican party in which we are living through, it's going to be a slow bleed, but a bleed nonetheless. And I'm wondering, how do we change that trajectory? What can we do to change the economic bankruptcy that have led us into a calamity like we here in Illinois are facing. That's why I always say, Macbeth, all roads lead to failed economic policies. And you can use the examples time in and time again. But I'm wondering, Macbeth, and you and I talked about it before the show, I'm wondering if Trump pulls a triple Lindy. And now that we have control of the oil fields, he says, you know what? We're going we're gonna to let time decide who we give these back to. But in the meantime... We're going to take the profits and pay back the cost of the war. Can you imagine if he does that, kid? That'll go over well in uh, quite a few seconds. That'll go across the country. We're out how many trillions of dollars for this Middle East nonsense? How many trillions? Now, listen, I think it's outrageous that you could, you know, that, that we would go in and act as pirates, but I'm talking about votes going into an election year. What Trump has done is seize the Democrat Party. Now what's left are the fringe radical eco-Nazis and the fringe communists pretending to be socialists. And what, what's going to happen is, I'm going to tell you right now, it looks to me like he's going to win handily in 2020. 312-642-5600. What say you? We'll be back after this. See you in Ukraine soon. This is the Liberty Hour. Here's your host, Sean Thompson, on AM560, The Answer. Everybody knows so I asked Macbeth, how many calls we got? They ain't got a call. What? I said, how could it be? None. You know, we're a popular show, damn it. Well. You know, I'm three behind. What, what do you think our, our prime demographic would be? Oh, that's a tough one. Anybody with an IQ over 80. That's too broad. All right. Well, we're going to knock out all the neocons. We're going to knock out the socialists. You're we're going to knock out the sexually frustrated. And we get, we get plenty we of calls from listening. the ladies, but uh, yeah. you're looking at basically, you know, say men, 18, yeah. to, uh, 18 to 45, right? I didn't even know the World Series you got was the on. World Series on tonight <laughs> and Monday Night Football. <laughs> or no, Sunday Night Football. And Antiques Road, or yes, yeah, Sunday Night Football. Uh, and uh, Antiques Roadshow is also playing. Oh, this yeah, point. sure. There's, there, that takes half of our audience so right that's, there. Yeah, that's, that's gone. Yeah, so I ask... Uh, <laughs> And we got a call. Hey, look at that. I asked Macbeth, I said, uh, World Series. You know, you know, I was in a cigar store in Naples, Florida, 
at night, and uh, I saw them playing with their costumes on, but I didn't look at the teams. I got to confess, I'm so uninterested. I don't care. So can you imagine if it's like World War II and I'm at a security checkpoint and I say I'm an American and the soldier says, well, who, who's in the World Series? I guess you're going to have to shoot me. I don't know. And then, he, of course, he told me who it is, and uh, I still don't care. Just like I don't care about the football. Isn't that crazy? But what I do care about is the country, the future, the climate, and more importantly, how much of our tax is going to go up in Illinois as I watch these greedy son of dogs tell me how virtuous they are as they make a hundred grand a year, have pensions we can only fantasize about, and have never paid a health insurance bill in their lives. In the meantime, the product they produce can't read a newspaper any more than Mittens, the German shepherd who chased Abu in the cave. You didn't think I could connect them, did you? But I put a bow on it all, Macbeth. See? Doubted me. That's the position I worry about. Not who could catch the ball. I don't care. What do you think of that? Sports. It's ridiculous to me. Ridiculous to me. Because what's important is what is happening to the state I was born in, where I raised my kids, where I invested my money, and you're destroying every cent of it, and you're guaranteeing to cost me more. So to me, that's a little bit more important than guys walking around in spandex pretending to be superstars. I personally, if I'm going to do that, I'll watch the old reruns of Superman, because that's how I like my costumes. I want to I want to have a little whole theme show. Not some guy who probably beat his wife up before the game all of a sudden is carried off on the shoulders of a, everybody else like a hero. See? I think it's more important to focus on the bigger ticket items because I'm going to need to cash out of my house one day and hopefully it'll be worth more than my car by the time these morons are done as they guarantee us into a tax oblivion as it's almost a joke now whether we work for the state or the state represents us. Personally, I think it's, it's just ridiculous what's going down here in Illinois. And it's a shame. And, and, you know, it ties into the whole thing, Macbeth, about my wife and her friends, who during all of this nonsense with, the, with, with uh, what's been going on with uh, the teachers union are disgusted because women are aware of how ridiculous that whole system, the whole debate is, the nonsense of the true face of greed, the union municipal teacher guaranteeing to knuckle us all under. In the meantime, what they produce, they don't even want to partake with their kids, let alone our kids. How they pretend that that's even a system that is worth investing more money into. And now these same teachers and these same Chicago communists guarantee that tomorrow during Trump's visit, they're going to protest more. Well, why not? You already got your fat derrieres out there tasting donuts. Why not walk a few blocks over to Trump Plaza? It's just crazy. It's embarrassing. At this point, what is happening in the city of Chicago, in the state of Illinois, is so embarrassing that when I am in my second home in Florida and somebody asks me where I'm from, I have to quantify it with, I'm not a communist, but I'm from Chicago, Illinois. It's a sick state of affairs, brother. And, uh, you know, that's why you got to fight so hard. To save the country, because the state is already gone. That's what I think. All right, let's go to the phone. We got calls. We got calls. Let's go to Nick. Nick, thanks for calling. How are you, buddy? Yeah, thank you. Uh, I was telling the call screen that I, I think that uh, Trump has an obsessive compulsive tweeting disorder. I understand and agree that he's getting his message out directly without some news people 
misquoting him, maybe by accident, maybe not quite by accident, things like that, or omitting something, or or maybe even adding something. But uh, he he just sometimes just gets on that tweet thing and just and Nick? goes to work on it. You know, some kind of a glove they can have him wear. You know, or it's <laughs> it like, a, like a straight jacket for a person, but a glove. A straight-jacket glove to minimize or prevent it from tweeting so much. And I agree with you. I think <laughs> well, this, that would be great yeah. if they could come up with it. I agree with you 100%. But I want to just for one minute, and you, if you've listened to me, I think Trumponomics, I can't stand it, okay? But I want to be able to, to judge each particular uh, decision differently and what's best for my kids now, right? I'm 51 years old. I'm just going to have to pay the tab for the next 20 years. I'm done. But it's about the generations behind us and the climate of the country. And if you think for just a minute as I watch, and I have to watch these shows, so I, I flip around to all of them. I tape them and I watch them all. If you think from his position of no matter what I do, I can't get five minutes of a positive description of a good thing. I think that in your own mind, that does make you paranoid to a certain effect. And I think that does make you want to represent yourself knowing that nobody else is going to give me at least a fair shake. Now, do I think that's good for the country? No, Nick. I wish they'd come up with that glove. In fact, I'm going to say we name it the Nick Hand. What do you think? Okay, yeah. Oh, I call it the, the Nick uh, uh, Method. I like it. Don't think I'm not going to copyright it, though, Nick. I'm yeah. still a capitalist. Thank you so much for calling the show. I truly appreciate it. We got time for another caller? Yeah. All right. Let's go to Rob. Rob, how are you, buddy? Hey, what's happening, Sean? Not much. Hey, the, um, I saw you uh, You had put something on Twitter about the num- the percentage of people in the, our population that's under 24, I think you had said. Yeah, so, yeah, it was and, an article uh, that, I read today. That, yeah, yeah, and that, that's really concerning. We were, my wife and I were at our ch- our child's school, and they had a uh, lockdown drill, and they had some pre-recorded message, and the last line of the message was, hold on, help is on its way. And I think that's the message for the millennials, is they're waiting for someone to take care of them. Oh, and, uh, absolutely. It's, it's just pathetic. Man. But I'm going to tell you something, kids, yeah. Rob, kids have an inherent intuition and kids know when adults are being deceitful not all not all but you gotta remember right i think you're right you know who who makes the world go around is about a third of the people about a third of the people are the ones that are actually doing progressing in their own uh, thing fat bottom girls fat bottom girls make the girl go around there's no question about it thank god hillary didn't win Otherwise, that song would have had a whole new meaning to me. Anyway. No, no, it doesn't say square bottom. All right. Anyway, there, there really is, throughout society, about a third. If you look at, 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 at how America was born, it was a third. And you know who it was, Rob? It was the young people. It really was. Founding fathers were young. Yep, yep. So I'm not willing to, to be pessimistic to say it's going to be bad and all of the young people are going to want this socialist agenda of the Democrat Party, the new Democrat Party. Because you know what I see in young people? Maybe it's just because I, I, I surround myself in working all the time. I see young people who are aggressive and want to do better. And I see a lot of young people who are very frustrated with big, fat, effeminate men telling them how to act. And I think that's why they're going to reject a lot of these Democrats. Can you imagine? You're going to have Adam Schiff. 
Look at Adam. You think Adam Schiff could open up an envelope without an assistant? You're going to tell me how to be a man, now you put pencil Adam, neck geek? Yeah, put Adam Schiff in uh, William Howard Taft's body hey, and you have yeah. our governor. You don't have to like Trump, but one thing you got to love cuts. about him. you got to think about paper cuts. But you're going to get paper cuts. And here, here's, the, <laughs> here's the difference, Rob. I don't, I don't like Trump. I don't like a lot of Trumponomics. But one thing I'll say about him, he's a man. And I'll tell you what, when he says something, he looks you in the eye and he says something that everybody goes gasps at first. These are things we've wanted to say to these open and notorious frauds forever. So I don't have to agree with somebody 100 percent or even 50 percent to say, you know what, when you pull the troops out in the face of everyone telling you just keep it, keep them there. And keep, OK, fine. I don't have to agree with what you do with other things, but that's a good start. And when you kill a terrorist, you deserve a little kudos for that day. I think for at least that day. I'm really upset about the dog, though. So I'm going back to your uh, your thing about the teachers. Right. Uh-huh. I did a, a quick fact finding mission here. We got like about a minute. Facts, the enemy oh, yeah. of the Democrats. I, I don't like facts. They make uh, I love they make it harder to lie. But the median the median household income in Chicago, take a guess. Fifty two thousand. It's 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 around fifty four. So it's almost perfect, right? Damn. You're very close. Yeah. The starting CPS teacher salary. After or before this contract? Uh as of right now, the current contract, not the new one. Well, I know that they average them out, but I want to say 61. It's 52.9. Yeah. You're literally starting your teachers. More just, than the people just paying Just right for around you. the average household income of the people paying. Tom, hang on. We'll get back to you after the break. That is the true face of greed because now it's going to be 99,000. Double what the people who pay for it. Who are the rulers and who are the slaves? We'll be back. 312-642-5600. Liberty Hour. Call Sean now at 312-642-5600. You know, I'm three behind Amy in that in the in the sheet. You know, <laughs> I, I, it bothers me. I'm telling you something right now to my pillow. I'm three behind her. I tell you, I sell the product better. I'm talking not... about uh, how many ads you voice. Talking about the voice ads. Yeah, you yeah. know, you enter Liberty in the mypillow.com and I get the hey, they, they listen to Sean. I'm three behind her. Yeah. I'm the one that broke the story. That body pillow, if I could teach that thing to load the dishes, boy, you know, the divorce rates will go way up. Anyway, all right, let's yeah, go to the Up phones. by one. But. Tom, Tom, thanks for calling the show. How are you, buddy? Good, Sean. Thanks. You were talking about the sports and the men in tights, and you're making me laugh because uh, I'm with you on that at this point. But back in the day, we had tickets to the White Sox and the Blackhawks and we probably went to about a third of the Sox games and 90%, 95% of the Hawk games. And I'm just, you know, I've changed. It sounds like you have too, but I just want to ask you a question. Sure. If I had taken half the money I spent on beers at those games and bought stock in Walgreens, Coke, or Forget that. Amazon, or Apple, how much money would I have? <laughs> Listen to this, and this will make you sick. In 1994, $1,000. $1,000 in Apple stock is like $4 million. In 1994, that's when you were rolling at the Merck. You kidding me? You were, you were picking up the tabs for a dime. $1,000 would have made you worth $4 million. Are you kidding me? That's just sickening. That's sickening. Well, yeah, I did, I did a little bit there, but you know, but you know what I do? up what you're saying. I'm going to give you a tip of how to get away. Because you know what I'm known as in my neighborhood? I'm the, I'm the, the mooch of sports activities because i don't care about them 
So I'm that guy that like every once in a while, like, you know, I'm, I'm good friends with David Hockberg. I love him. And every once in a while, he'll send me a text. Hey, I got two because he knows my he knows my wife loves the, the Hawks. He's like, hey, all right, I got two tickets to the Hawks. You want to go? See, that's the way I go to sports on Hockberg. That's how you got to do it. <laughs> you know what I mean? And then now it, back even when we were at the Merck, my old boss, Rich Bowes, great. He looked like Uncle Fester with hair. He all, him, his whole family had uh, Hawks tickets. This is the, when the Como Inn was hopping. You remember? And he knew. Yes. He knew we'd go to the Como Inn. He'd be sitting there by himself or with his nerd friends. He wouldn't have a good time. So he'd call me up to meet him at the Como Inn, and I would side saddle on the way to the Hawks game in the stadium. That's how you go to sporting events. You never pay your own money. You see? I'll teach you. That's how we do it from now on. I'll give you Hock- Hockberg's number. Just send him a text. He's a good guy. Thanks for calling the show, What Tom. you're going to do is uh, find like a class of, uh, or at least in my case, find a class of uh, developmentally disabled, uh, disabled people. We're going in as a group, and I just sort of blend in because I look. Oh, that's like just so in. wrong. It's accurate, but it's kind of wrong. I yeah, well, you know, once you friend. split off from the group and start going to buy Bud Lights, they kind of look at you funny. All right, you know? Corky, let me get to the next call. Mike, thanks for calling the show. How are you? Okay, first off, Hockberg's a bum. Oh, Don't hey, trust hey, him. nah, my, no, no, I'm going to tell you something. That's an honest son of a gun. And I'm going to tell you why I'm friends with no, him. Before we do. Yes, he is. I'm going to tell you why. why. I'm going to tell you why right now. And I'm dead serious about this. A dear friend of mine, he was my boss at the Merck. He, he went to him and he needed a loan. He was going to take a loan out of his house. And it wasn't small potatoes. It was a big loan to buy a place in Arizona. He was leaving 10 years ago. And I, I had come across Hockberry. I said, well, this guy seems like a nice guy. Give him a call. He called me back 35 minutes later. Hockberg spent on the phone with him for 30 minutes. I'm telling you the truth. You know what he told my buddy? His name is Buck. Not to take the loan. He didn't need it. It wasn't a good move for him. And I know what Hockberg potentially could have made on the loan. And he gave him the right advice. So I'm going to tell you something, Mike. That, especially in that business, it is a rare guy that's honest. That's why I only deal with two or three guys that are in the mortgage business because they're honest before they go after the dime. Yeah, I've dealt with David. I'm telling you, brother. Believe me, I don't know what your interaction okay, was I've with him, but with he's him. a good guy. Go ahead. Listen, I, I dealt with him. They had a bad experience, and I told him. I says, you double-cross me on this. When I see you, I'm going to take batting practice on your head. So I owe him that. So you tell Hockberg, <laughs> so you better you know, stay off the north side. That's, that's, oh, come uh, on. No. Yeah, that's an assault charge you can Bes- add to besides, it. That's, that's besides, you, you see, you're not going to hurt him. Hockberg's got a head like a ball. It's going to absorb that bat. Yeah, you, you, first of all, if you <laughs> if you want to hurt him, call somebody else. That'll hurt him. You don't hit him with a bat. But go ahead. What was your broader point? Yeah, call the rocket. Yeah. <laughs> don't say rocket well, when we talk about my got- friend. Go ahead. Oh, yeah, the Rocket Mortgage. Go ahead, go ahead. Um, Just go. <laughs> no, I'd go to Wintrust. I'd go to Wintrust. I spend that really one. All right, all right. You see what happens? You give a guy an Good idea, you run down field with it. Go ahead. Uh, what, what was the other point? My, my point is, you must be a glass half full guy. I don't know what you're whining about. I am glass. The teachers aren't getting paid. The teachers aren't getting paid. Listen, Those kids who this. weren't learning anyway aren't learning. And the teachers who are pedophiles, they got a worse problem than the Catholic Church. They can't hurt the kids. And speaking of pedophiles, you know, you look at that Adam Schiff, and he's he's the type of guy in a trench coat that hangs out by adult bookstores. I always he does have yeah he does have an I fly to Thailand on my spare time look to his face. No, yeah. I, I I always thought that was Warren Buffet. I thought Warren Buffett looked like a park flasher. 
You think he's got a low lead? Yeah, island? I think Warren Buffett. But okay, I could listen. There's definitely That's your something opinion. a little shady. You know what I think he is, Mike? I think he's a foot tapper in the bathroom at the airport. Like that again, one your opinion. All your, right, my opinion. Your, yes. In my opinion. Oh, we don't have time for Bart. Bart, hang on, babe. I'm going to get to you after. Yeah, we'll do it right away. 312-642-5600. Nice try, Sean. You're listening to The Liberty Hour with Sean Thompson. Get on the line with Sean by calling 312-642-5600. So I, I don't know if I mentioned it because I talked to you so much in between the breaks, but I uh, watched Flannery Fired Up. There's Prof. I think I said it in the first segment. Prof is on Flannery Fired Up. you told up. me you didn't say it on the air. And he had... Uh, he uh, didn't tell you. You think he'd say... You know what he sure. tells me? I need I need to get in the cigar store. Where's the key? You mean the three that I gave you, you lost already? <laughs> so he doesn't tell me, you know, so I turn it on and there he is. And you know what? He didn't know what to do because Mays Jackson was the guy that they brought on that I think is supposed to represent the Democrat position. He agreed with Prof 100% yeah, on everything. Mays actually pretty so, middle of the road. Yeah. Now I guess we can only talk about what is actually happening, happening is that Chicago has been seized by the Communist Party posing as teacher union members. Yeah. And it's like, really a shame. But that's what Bart wants to talk about. Let him, let's get him on. Bart, thanks for calling. Hey, Groovy Pal, and thanks for separating me from that last call, man. Oh, that's called The Wrench. (laughs) That's Mike The Wrench from Northside. That's his new nickname, The Wrench. Uh, (laughs) Let's stay classy, San Diego. Thank you. So here's my point, and it's a proptism. There's 35,000 members in CTU. Uh And then a couple years ago, 16 of them are fired for cause. When I was in corporate sales, if I was in an office with 12 people, I want two of these muddy combs gone by, by 5 o'clock. I was yeah. in an office where we had 21 people. We cacked seven. We cacked the bottom seven every 35, 40 days. Where's the meritocracy? Well, I'm going to tell you something, Bart. I'm, I'm actually I'm surprised that it's that high. Yeah. Because you do realize the process it's almost impossible. to fire a teacher is it's months and months long. In fact, it's so bad in Sean, New, New York. they're doing a 50% dropout rate. Yeah, so they're, there you go. They're, they're hitting the ball half. The, they're catching the ball half the time. They're dropping the ball yeah, half oh yeah, the time. I, well, it counts as long as it hits the glove. they yeah. got a seventh grade reading level. i got to tell you something, though, Bart. Aren't you happy that 50% of them are, are, are quitting the job? Can you? I, I, I personally am happy that they can't keep teachers for long. Because what happens when you keep them for long is those pension costs go through the roof. I like the constant flow that they, they, they get in there and they can't handle it. But, you know, the problem is you're only weeding out the non-communists. The communists who don't want to produce anything and are more interested in their own take versus the product that they're, giving, that they're doing, meaning the teaching to the kids, they stay. And that's our yep. problem is that we're unfortunately... The Communist Teachers Union has weeded out the good ones and kept the bad ones. Have you seen the ones that stay? Oh, that's what I mean. Because it's like morbid obesity meets some kind of a, a Star Wars bar. It's, isn't it? Is it just unbelievable when you see I'm amazed that they have the audacity to want to be on camera. And when they get the camera, I see that, it's I like go, American yeah, Bandstand. Yeah, it's American Bandstand. Yeah. And I, I'll never forget a friend of mine um, was trying to get the plumbing contract. This is years and years ago. When he revealed... Just drive through the parking lot and see the cars that the teachers had at that time. 
and you'd go in the classroom and the break rooms would be full and they'd be laughing and hooping and hollering. And the fact is they, they have what, four months off, four months off. Yep. You're paying people, you know, when you factor in all the holidays too, I'm, I'm saying you're paying no people, nights, no weekend. you're paying people the equivalent of what an entrepreneur makes if he works 60 and 80 hours a week. That's what you're ended up paying a yep. guy. And, you know, the reality yep. is the math is going to show where the true face of greed is. And then what's going to happen is you're going to take some guy who realizes he's doing rideshare on the weekends and he's, he's losing business because they're taxing it to keep the teachers. He's going to just move. At a certain point, it's not worth it unless you're in on the scam. And that's what happened yep. to the Soviet Union. And in the time we've been in the time we've been talking, Sean, twenty people have left a little oh, And that's what we're gonna talk about when I get back, Bart. Thank you so much for calling the show. I truly appreciate it. We have time for me to tell you the Florida thing? Tina, you fat lard, come get some dinner. <laughs> yes. We, okay, so I'm you know, the beauty of when I go to Florida, I go by myself because, you know, my wife and kids are here and I I, I work. So I was there for four or five days. Nobody this cares, day. get out of it. You sit and you say table for one, which is my favorite sentence. Table for one at a restaurant. I tell everybody I'm busy and I go to the restaurant myself. So I, I go to this wonderful restaurant in Naples, Florida, and I'm sitting down and the, the table next to me is a table of four and they were probably in their late fifties and they were talking. One was from Illinois and he said, you know, I'm going to tell you right now, I'm watching what's going on. I've got my business there. I've got a small presence here. I'm done there. Now I'm just sitting there listening. I got my, you know, like it's, you know, I'm, I'm eavesdropping, and uh, he's singing your song. He's, but it's moreover the guy he was talking to said, you know, I deal with a company out of Chicago, and every time I talk to them, they talk about leaving. How could it be that they are not recognizing that everything they're doing is making the people who make the who are actually productive? Right. You're making them leave. Well, I mean, it how comes, could you not see it? It comes down to an equation, right? You, it, it's going to pay off if you do it now. It's going to pay off eventually, yeah. right? If you're if you're not paying exorbitant taxes and ridiculous fees yeah. and stuff. But does it pay off in the next five years? Does it pay off in the next three years? It depends what these businesses want to do. Well, they, they might be struggling. I want, mean, there's a lot of there's a lot of people like my housing situation basically has glued me down to the Chicago area. Yeah. Right. My family situation, rather. Yeah. Your family. I'm I great. am stuck here. Well, that's my. Yeah, me too. Now, if there comes a point where I'm not, you better believe I'll have a cheese head on or I'll be wearing a Peyton Manning jersey. I won't be here anymore. But ultimately, when you sit down and you put pen to paper. And you realize it's got the math has got to work. The numbers you just said, yeah. the median, the average income is fifty two, fifty four thousand. Fifty four. Yeah. Yet the teachers In start. Chicago, yeah. The teachers are ninety nine now, and they've got a pension that. As you work, yeah. you can never retire like a teacher. No. And in the meantime, they got four months off a year. It's a joke, man. It's a joke. And the reality is, no matter how bad the product is, how, how illiterate the kids are, what the fail rate is, they just keep getting more, and we get more and more screwed. 312-642-5600. We'll be back after this. I award you no points, and may God have mercy on your soul. This is the Liberty Hour. Here's your host, Sean Thompson, on AM560, The Answer. Hey, Whitey, where's your hat? <laughs> Love it, man. Love it. I'll tell you what. I'm excited tonight because I, uh, I did come to a finally I have, came to an agreement. You know, we, we talk about the all the positions of why you should leave, like we just did in our yeah. last segment. And, and ultimately, I'm you know my my situation is I'm I got three three jobs. I almost swore three jobs. Yeah. I don't even know what a day off is 
even when I'm there, I'm, it, it's constant jobs. I got a new product, hightightcream.com. I wasn't supposed to say that. Uh, launching. Uh, but, Way to uh, go. Know, I'm constantly you know, thinking about how to get better. And, and then when you get home and you turn on the TV and you realize the real debate isn't if they're going to raise our taxes, it's how much more, right? Yeah. So I'm seething last night, seething. And, we, and my, we're watching the news and then the taxes and then they, we bring up progressive tax. And, you know, I, told, I looked at my wife. I said, listen, babe, I'll tell you right now. I'm moving full boat if they do this right now. And she goes, you know what she said to me? I agree with you. That's like the first time since the 90s. So either, That and the Giza sheets is all we agree on. There's three possibilities now. Either one, you've brought her around. Two, she's losing some, some mental stability. Or three, she's planning to kill you and she wants you to think Ooh. that she's your friend right now. I hope it's not a trifecta. But I will say this. Her being a hardworking person as she is, she's seeing the futility of work as you constantly your costs go up and you, and what we put our money in the house and all that the values go down the taxes go up this hurts the people who work the hardest the most and it's just it's just you you wake up one day and you say look at the news and i have to argue about keeping my own property and i'm the one that's being called greedy when the woman up there in the in the triple xl who doesn't work for four months, who has a, has never paid an insurance premium, which mine has gone up 400% like most of everybody else's, who's demanding more and more and more, she's supposed to be the one we care about? And you know what? It's an, it, it ingrades a certain futility in your effort where you say, that's it, I'm not going to partake in it anymore. It's sad because they've killed a great state. This was once a great state. I remember people being proud of being from Chicago, being from Illinois. You know, my old neighborhood, you were from Melrose Park. It was a big deal, kid. Go fight all the other neighborhoods, pretend you were playing football. Which, by the way, I was, I was, a uh, few of them bought properties from me when I was visiting them when we were down there. And, you know, they made me stop in the backyard. If this par- protest against Trump, if we had a little more time and I could organize these old chubby Melrose Park, we clean this party out in a minute. I don't like the intimidation factor that they're guaranteeing us that if you are not part of the social, socialist agenda they're going to intimidate you like they were going to storm into lsd did you see that they were going to go into lakeshore drive yeah police had to stop them yeah you know at a certain point are you teachers you want to protest or you're going to you're going to start to be like venezuela now because if the rubber meets the road be careful you don't get a little pushback from the citizens well because you're not going to like it chubby yeah this has turned into this sort of biannual teachers festival right they're all out partying and when you're on strike it's supposed to be an unfortunate necessity just tell those women teachers, just because you're bigger than me, don't think I won't knock you out. What do you think of that? I'm equal <laughs> opportunity. You might have me by 100 pounds, toots, but I'll go. Anyway, that's what I... <laughs> yes, anyway. <laughs> it's just disgusting. The picture of greed. You're wrapped in a, in a red communist shirt, chanting about how virtue it is to tax the little old lady, the single people, and everybody else who doesn't use their product because what they do is supposed to be good for society. Look what you've done to society. You tore apart a city. You're an idiot. Thank you. You tore apart. Did, was that, who was that? Was that Obama? Oh, that You're was Obama. You're an idiot. Well, listen, when he calls you an idiot, that's like a medal. Yeah. I thought for a minute it was John Boehner. Might be getting a Nobel Peace Prize soon. Notice he did sound a lot like John Boehner. John Boehner? Yeah. Well, let's do a comparison real quick. Got John Boehner? You're an idiot. No one in Washington is listening. You're an idiot. I'm telling you. It's, yeah, it's, it's, it's sort of the same yeah, raspiness. I yeah, guess. you know what? They took money from the same lobbyists, too. Two more <laughs> scumbags on the pile. All right, this is the Liberty Hour. I had a good time. I'm going to be doing the drive time, slap and tickle, Thursday and Friday. Look forward to it. We'll be back.
No, we won't. Never mind. I have to go home. I have to go home. I have to go home. I have to go home.